Welcome to episode 212 of the Comeback Podcast. I'm your host, Connor, and today I'm going to dive into some numerology with Mary. Welcome to Comeback. How are you today? I am doing well. Thank you so much for asking me to go on uh, an episode. So I'm pretty excited to let you know what's up with me and numerology. Yeah, excellent. When um, Before we dive into the numerology aspect, Mary, uh, whereabouts are you from? Whereabouts did you grow up? So I was born here in Vietnam, central Vietnam, uh, and I immigrated to the U.S. with my dad's side of the family when I was three years old, so I really, I didn't have any memory of this, and my dad's family, who has like eight, seven, eight siblings, uh, we migrated over with my grandpa, who was sponsored by uh, a U.S. Uh, veteran, yes, that's what I meant, um, so yeah, so I'm pretty Americanized, and then in 2019 was when I came back to Vietnam, to Ho Chi Minh City, uh, to start a new life with uh, numerology full-time. Excellent. And I suppose let's dive into the numerology aspect. Before we dissect the work you've done, etc., can you explain for somebody who isn't aware, what is numerology? So numerology, I'll explain to somebody who has never heard of it before. So numerology is just a, an ancient system of interpreting uh, numbers uh, using your birthday and your birth name. And it, it's very ancient, like goes back 3000 years old. Uh, there's three sources, uh, three origins where it can be rooted back from. Uh, for example, Mesopotamian times, which is the earliest civilization. Uh, second is Kabbalah mysticism, where they use gematria, where like Hebrew um, numbers correspond to letter. And then the third most popular one that's used in modern time is from Pythagoras, who was a Greek philosopher and mathematician around around 563, around that time, um, 80, or B, I forgot if, if it was I don't know. I don't remember how, how to say the abbreviation A, B. Anyway, um, most of my studies are from him um, calculating people's names, birthdays, life cycles. So, yeah, that's where it came from. Sure. Um, yeah. And in yeah. Terms of your personal uh, journey through numerology. What was it about the practice that initially drew you towards it? Okay, so when I was 13 years old, I was in this bookstore. It was an American bookstore called, called Barnes and Noble. And I was with my best friend at the time. And we were just exploring the spirituality section. Um, and she just handed me a book my first book about numerology, which I have with me to this day. And I just looked through it, calculated what my name meant, what my um, life purpose is, and everything has just resonated with me. It just made sense. And it just kept, I was just so interested and I bought the book. And from that, I started reading every single person I knew, my loved ones, my friends, coworkers. So that's how it started. And I never stopped 
us studying it. So it's been 13 years ever since that I've started studying it on my own. Okay. And what have you found out about yourself through numerology? So numerology has really helped me understand my path, what I'm meant to be doing. And it, what it gave me the most is to remember that I am a powerful human being and as well as make sense of my life purpose and what I'm supposed to be doing. Because since I was younger, I've had a lot of like existential questions about life, uh, not like my peers have. So it was something that I could easily relate to. And plus, I was already really interested in understanding um, seeking questions to like, is there more out there? And plus, as a teenager, I was, I felt like very, like out of place, like a misfit. And especially growing up with an Asian family, there's a lot of pressure to succeed. And I always felt like I'm meant to be doing something differently. So I just, I was very sensitive to like, all their high standards and how I should measure up. So numerology was just a way for me to learn how to accept myself. I see. And I suppose the first thing that fascinates me and is why I asked you to appear is regarding the concept of birthdays. What does your birthday reveal about your life purpose? So your birthday. So I get I'm going to talk about one number called the life path number, which is most essential to understand your life purpose and the life path number you get from taking your day of birth month of birth and year of birth add all those numbers uh together until a single digit and you get a single digit from one to nine or 11 and 22 so i'm a i'm an eight life path so just knowing what eight means it it talks about like what I studied, it'll show you, uh, you can discover traits, personality, your passions, uh, what you're meant to be doing, your life challenges, how you can overcome those in common careers as well, and how you can serve um, humanity before you leave this planet. So that's life path number. Okay, and how about your name? I believe in numerology, your name has some connection to your desire or destiny. Can you tell me more about that? Yes, so you can get three numbers, th three major numbers from your name, and you can analyze birth name um, as well as if you take on a new name for a career or if a woman takes on a new last name. Um, so the numbers in the name reveals your innermost desires, your personality, as in the face you show other people, and then your destiny, which is also known as a power number, which is, it would be the most powerful number is the destiny number, and it shows what you are destined to do on this earth before you leave. So right now, what we've talked about, life path number and destiny number are the most two, the two most important numbers to understand um, your life mission or your life purpose. I see, I see. And does this link to your life cycle numerology? Is it essentially the same thing or are there subtle differences? 
So from the birth name, you can get life, you can calculate life cycles from it. Um, from your name, it doesn't really show what's happening past, present, and future. It's more like personality for your name. Mm. And birthday is what a lot of calculations come from as well. Um, so you mentioned life cycles, which I can calculate what is likely going to happen any day of your timeline, any month of your timeline, and, and any year, past, present, and future, uh, which is learned from Pythagoras teachings. Mm. Is this similar to clairvoyance or fortune telling in a way? Um, I know people, a lot of people ask that. It's a common question if this is fortune telling. Uh, I, all I do is math uh, equations and I have to be exact in my answers. Otherwise, it's not going to make sense to a person at all. I don't like calling it fortune telling as well. It kind of reduces numerology because um, fortune telling is kind of like tarot cards or like palmistry and there's no method behind it. And that's very intuitive. As with numerology, anybody can study it. Um, you just have to learn the equations and the meaning, the depth behind each number. And as well as, so like when I say, I know what's likely gonna happen in your future to somebody who's never heard of that before, I will never say, well, believe everything that I tell you to, cause that's not what a good teacher is. And it makes more sense if I actually read what's happening for you in the present year or in the past year so you can question what I say and measure against your own personal experiences it's more like calculated life cycles mm -hmm. um, and like one of the origins from Mesopotamia so it came from it's called Chaldean numerology and during that time it's pretty much the last civilization of Mesopotamia or the last dynasty. Um, and there were a lot of excellent astron astronomers and astrologers that they believe that life, that that time is not a linear line. It, it goes in cycles and Pythagoras taught the same way as well. Life is not just one straight line. So just to bring that down to like, how do I understand that like in a day-to-day -day life? Um, so I would compare life cycles to seasons. So like every spring, summer, fall, winter, like we, we meet, revisit the same cycles that we've had in the past. But every year that passes, we become more and more mature as we age. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think I see what you mean. And with that, since you discovered this practice and as a result of your studies, uh, have you managed to dissect your own life purpose? And if so, what is it? So that's still, it has revealed to me a lot of things I've struggled with as well as my passions, but still like in my mid twenties, I don't think anybody can really figure out what's, what exactly is my life purpose. Cause it's such like, there's still more to life that we can all experience as well. Um, so for me, as an innate life path, it reveals that I'm here to um, achieve abundance and to accumulate wealth, which, so I'm going to show you, just talk about the infinity symbol. There's two loops. One loop is material 
uh, accumulation or material wealth. And the other loop is spiritual wealth, which is, I feel like I have enough inside. I feel abundant inside and I count my blessings every day. So with my eight life path and every other eight life path I know, a lot of them are very, 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 very focused on financial security. Some may also struggle with money, um, make a lot of failures, but a lot of them end up achieving financial independence and they want to keep the money coming in. So with eight life paths, a lot of life challenges are centered around money and your relationship with it, uh, power as in like standing up for yourself, um, your self-worth, how you influence other people, how you use your authority as well. So it that makes perfect sense to me. Uh, I came from a family that did not have a lot of money and I even felt like embarrassed when I went to like schools with peers who have wealthier parents. So I always try, always, always try to uh, have enough money in my bank account. And I've had so many lessons on how to treat money and my own self-worth as well. So it really makes sense to the core. Um, so it's not a very, not a very superficial thing. It goes very, very deep, such as going back to childhood wounds as well. So basically that's why I just learned a lot of acceptance and how to move forward by understanding or being aware of my life path number. Mm, I see. And if I was to give you, say, a name or a birthday, would you be able to reveal more about that particular name and birthday's life path to me? Would that be an option? Yes, it would be best if I did your birthday because you're the one there that's uh, here to test what I tell you. Yeah, um, my birthday. You're okay with that. Yeah, of course. My birthday is the 11th of August. Okay, so 11th of August. And then your year? 1997. Okay, so what I did, I, I took, so I'll tell you how I got it. So it's 11th of August plus 1997. So I took one plus one plus eight plus one plus nine plus nine plus seven, which that equals 45. And the goal of numerology pretty much for every calculation is you need to get to a single digit and 45 is not a single digit yet. Are you, do you have, are you calculating with me or are you just you good to listen? No, I'm still listening. All right. So 45, I have to take four plus five equals nine. So interesting day to do that because I'm currently studying more in depth and creating a video on nine life paths. So you're a nine life path. So I will start, just read maybe two minutes on the most important things that I want to tell you about the number nine. Sure. Um, there are actually three numbers I can get from this. So you have, you're born the 11th day, and that's the most, according to numerology, the most spiritually inclined number, which what, is, what does that even mean? That means on the day-to-day -day, uh, approach, what's important to you is to be moved by something higher to be inspired by some art or music or one-on-one -on -one connection. And the 11, if people have 11s in their charts, they're very inclined. They have a highest potential to change the consciousness of humanity. 
by using art or music or one-on-one -on -one connection. So it's about freeing yourself from the material world, like not being distracted by materialism. Um, so that's 11 and plus at first appearance, you seem very easygoing and easy to talk to, very intuitive, sensitive as well. So that's the day-to-day -day approach. And plus you learn a lot by how you cooperate with other people, for example, setting boundaries. And then the sec, so that's the first number for you is 11. Then the second number I took August plus 11, which equals eight. So that's eight plus one plus one, which is 10. And that's one plus zero equals one. So your attitude is number one. You have so many ones, which is related to feeling secure within yourself. And you're on the path to becoming self-confident, self-motivated. Um, and you have a lot of lessons around what do I do with my creative energy? I have so much, do I express myself? And as well as feeling like you are accepted and you are respected for what you do. Because one, um, I'm gonna give you an example of Steve Jobs, who's a one life path. One is all about individuality and accepting yourself as well as nurturing the best out of yourself. And throughout life, you may have different ideas from people. You may live a life that is different. And on that path of you creating something new for yourself, you'll have both um, criticism as well as very positive feedback. And just like Steve Jobs, you know, coming up with something innovative, of course, there's criticism and both praise. So you have a lot of work on feeling secure within yourself and what to do with your creative energy. And if that energy is contained, if it's restricted and it's limited, then usually a person with that many ones, they don't know what to do with that energy. So it turns inward and it could lead to self-abuse, self-destructive behaviors, illegal activities. Um, uh, so that's a potential of one. And then what's the next and last number, which is your life path, which is, that's number nine. That is the most essential number to your life purpose. So number nine is an old soul type of number, which is a person who's had a lot of experiences in life. You've probably been in a lot of people's shoes. And it's kind of like these life paths. It's like they're in their current life. They remember all their past lives. I'm just making a point here. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm not talking about like belief of reincarnation, but it's like nines have had so much experiences and they're really here um, to learn a lot about what to do with wisdom if they trust their wisdom as well as integrity. So the two themes of the number nine life path is wisdom and integrity. Um, so probably one more minute to talk about the number nine life path is like a lot of nines seem to have lived many lives as like monks, secret monks, secret nuns, and even evangelists. Uh, they're really here to learn, live, and teach um, by integrity, as well as to connect to other people using their wisdom and intuition. So uh, many nines, they, they are very attracted to, let's say, religion, philosophy, uh, psychology, humanitarianism, and what they're looking for, what they're striving for, what is, is a spiritual inspiration instead of being... Uh, only connected to one religion or one philosophy, 
uh, or one thought system. And with nines, they have every single number in them, one through eight. So that they do carry a lot of wisdom. Um, for career-wise, they have to do something that is very meaningful or purposeful, or they're, they're following their um, beliefs or a higher law, and they become a, a lantern for other people who are in the dark. So that's the number nine life path. They really have this feeling like maybe there's something more that I can do for this world, and I just want to make this world a better place. I hope. So what, do you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I listened intently to all of that, and I dissected my current situation. And I can see parallels. When I look at my creative output, I tend to... I tend to have this ability to put out quite a lot of content at one time and I do have lots of ideas. My creative energy being held inwards called me to cause me to overthink and become anxious and depressed. And so by getting it out there, I've noticed a huge shift in my consciousness as a result. So that was the point which struck me as accurate. It's certainly a, an interesting few minutes. Yeah, I, I pretty much only scratched the surface. So had to do a lot to like uh hold myself back because that could be on another call to go in depth yeah i see but no and do you do this primarily with friends or colleagues or do you work with clients related to this kind of practice yeah so ever since i moved to vietnam um actually let me tell you before what i did because i was so before I was living in Colorado in the US studying natural medicine and actually dropped out after eight months. Um, before that though, I did study with another degree in hospitality, but then the last year I just felt like I'm not, I don't wanna do this anymore. Maybe I'm called to do healing work. So that led me to natural medicine in Colorado. I was also working at a Vietnamese restaurant. I was also working at Starbucks and studying and doing an internship at the same time, which pretty much exhausted me as well as my finances. And then I had a side business doing numerology for clients actually mostly in US and Europe. And I just kept getting more positive feedback of how after one or two sessions with me, they see life differently and they'll start thinking existential thoughts. Um, and my calls are even very therapeutic, um, which, so you'll have, I'll, I'll have people time to time call, cry it, during my calls, which I would say it's very, it makes me feel fulfilled that I'm, I'm helping people to release. Um, so yeah, in 2019, November is when I actually committed full time. And ever since then, I've had clients every week from all of the world, uh, still US, still Europe, mostly in UK. And now I'm getting more clients in Vietnam. So this is actually my full time uh, job, mostly guiding entrepreneurs or business owners on telling them, actually guiding them on what to do daily, monthly, or yearly for their business in order to succeed. Um, also, any, any goals that they have, I really help them come into harmony with their life purpose. So using like understanding how they can align their 
business goals with their life purpose so they have meaning behind what they do so that's that's my work and one aspect of the show that I always focus on is the challenges faced aspect and one area I'd like to ask you what would you say to somebody who is quite skeptical who for example will say oh it's just a number how can you possibly dictate a life purpose based on a set of numbers what would you say to any skeptical or challenging voices so i've had i'll have those uh skeptics from time to time and they all i ask them is just like do you want to listen to i like just what's your birthday and then i read to them in depth what it means um and then they just end up asking for more um to understand more there will be a few, for example, one here in Ho Chi Minh who's a has multiple businesses and restaurants, and he was another eight life path, um, and he had to and a sister who were really, really, really religious, kind of like cult like, so it gave him a bad taste about numerology. But then when he started talking to me. Um, we kind of butted heads for the first 20 minutes, me trying to, like, for example, he thinks I'm trying to define him by one number. I understand that. But throughout that session, he ended up saying, well, that was pretty enlightening. Um, and I really try not to convert anybody because I'm all, I'm just focusing on what I love to do in my passion. And I'll never force this on anybody or ask them to have a reading with me unless they're interested. Line, um, I was leaning towards. Okay, and do you feel like there's a link here with spirituality practices such as law of attraction, manifestation? Do you think they're similar to the work that you do with numerology? So people who are interested in like Eastern philosophy, spiritual practice, like you know, chakras and yoga, meditation, whatever, they are already open spiritually. Um, and so those types of people tend to gravitate towards me and numerology, it's all math, but there is a like depth behind it. So it's, I don't, I wouldn't say it's like similar to law of attraction. They're like two completely different things because um, law of attraction is kind of like your energy it attracts like everything that you have in your life right now. It, it came from all your thoughts, words, feelings, and actions. And then for numerology, it's like there's a method behind the madness. So some people will think it's a science. Some people will think it's an art. But most of all, it's very ancient. And civilization has practiced it since the beginning uh, when, it's, when we started having like maps and times um, and like the wheel and tools. <laughs> Yeah, I see. And one thing that's fascinated me here, we obviously can't change our birthdays. We can't change our names. Our names were just given to us. How can we change our circumstances? I.e., because these numbers have all lined together, are we still able to change them or are you destined to be what the numbers have laid out for you? Hmm. So you can change your name. 
um, legally as well. So half of my practice, I change people's names, especially when they start businesses and when they want a new name for their brand. Um, for example, if I read Connor Kelly, that would give me your personality. Um, for people who have multiple names, um, actually like it's kind of like uh, you know musicians or actors actresses royalty they will change their names um, for a new to fit a new identity and it really does fit um, what they show to the world mm. as well so that's that's you can only change name um, but for birthday no, no no you can't change that at all because it, it happened um, so it's like the position that you were born um, on earth in relation to where earth is at around the sun's rotation you can't you can't change that mm. so that does that make sense yeah no it does i was just thinking about it from a perspective of autonomy you're almost destined to follow this path from birth purely based on your birthday right yeah because like w when i read your life path number number nine for example if I said you were here to, let's say you are a number um, five life path, which is the adventurer, and you're here to help people find adventure, seek their passion, find their freedom. The nine is here that's very focused on service. It's the most selfless uh, number, um, but on the negative side of, or shadow side of a nine, they are, probably unaware or uh, ignorant of universal conditions and they act, they live by their own laws um, until they are inspired by something higher. So it's kind of like, if I asked you, does that make sense? And if it, it, I don't know, every time I calculate somebody's life path number, I've never had someone say it doesn't make sense unless they calculate the wrong number. Mm. Okay, and if I may ask you, how do you know that your calculations are 100% accurate? Uh, I would never say 100% accurate because I still, I still am trying to figure out why do I do this and like why am I attracted to calculating all these things and people's birthdays starting at 13 years old. Um, all I do is just give people insight and guidance. And if it makes sense to them, then they continue to work with me for guidance. So that's all I can say. I, I can never claim that I know something 100% to be true. And I don't think anybody who's a good teacher or a good scientist can ever say, I, I know this is for a fact and it's 100% true. Yeah, I see. And with these life path numbers, for example, nine being based on service, five adventure are there any and I know this might be tricky because we'd have to define what positive and negatives are but are there any negative life path numbers are there any that you'd wish to avoid I no I so negative and positive that kind of language is it creates division or polarity which for me learning from um, Buddhism is false is an illusion that there's actually just one energy. It's kind of like asking, so we have this coin, is it 
this side or that side? Is it the left or the right side? There's just two sides of the same coin. So I tend, I said negative once, I think I just to make a point, but on my calls, I will rarely say negative or positive. It's more like light side or shadow side. Every single number has a shadow side or a light side. For example, with number nine, uh, being a hypocrite would be a shadow side, which is you're, you're, you're not practicing what you preach and you keep telling people how they should live or what they should be motivated by and being strongly opinionated and um, projecting your feelings on telling people what to do. But on the light side of nine is you're leading by example, which is pure leadership because nines, Risk. no matter what... The, no matter what they do, people are always seeing your actions. So does that make sense, positive, negative? Yeah, definitely. No, I see what you mean, and thank you for clarifying. Can I ask you, what are the key traits required for you personally to do the work that you do? I would say a sense, a sense of wonder and, well, let's... Just speaking from personal experience, uh, since I was younger, I've always wanted to seek truth. Uh, I don't know how to define that yet because there's ultimate truth versus your personal truth. But I, I would say, I'm just thinking right now, to another quality is being highly observant because numbers is very detailed kind of work. And before, I also analyze people's handwritings, people's facial expressions and behaviors. Uh, and numerology was most of my interest. Plus you gotta love people as well. Um, loving to connect with them, loving to create smiles on their faces. Um, and also do a lot of internal work as well to like unravel maybe any conditioning uh, that you learned about life that is, doesn't really feed your soul. So I guess, I don't know, a lot of old souls are really, they really gravitate towards continuously practicing this just to understand themselves and other people. So it's all about people who want to, want to be self-aware. Mm. And I should have really asked you this earlier, but as the numerology works for your birthday how does it work for your name how, how does that all align together so it's kind of it's kind of like um i don't know if it's our word like a matrix where you're not you're not reduced to one number like number nine that's the goal to have a lot of balance to have balance in your life is to have every single number in your name but if you have different goals, for example, you want to really focus on business and finances is I would help a client change their name or their brand name to have more eights in their name because eight is about money, uh, about power, authority, and networking. Um, I'll also change names for people who want to be, who want to uh, write books, um, but it's mostly 90% business owners as well as life coaches that I work with their names. So the three names that I have, there's, there's a lot in theory about 
what kind of numbers I assign. Uh, but I mostly work with creating names for clients that are very compatible with their life path number, for example. I'll talk about one case where one woman, she wanted to start a business soon, but she had multiple sevens in her name. And seven is very inward, very internal, very private. And so I wanted to remove a seven or two from her name and change it to have eights in her name. It's, it's very complicated to um, explain. So I'm just trying to like uh, harmoniously align their name with their life purpose, just to remove any difficulties as well as blocks on the way. Mm. And for feedback, what they tell me is that um, things change in their life. Uh, they even feel differently as well. You could you could also like to argue against that. You could say like, well, you just tell them that they're going to be successful, and then they're just going to like follow it because you told them to because they believe it. And if that is the case, that if they believe they're going to be successful within the next year, and they do, then that was my job then to really help them believe in themselves and to succeed and to to guide them. Mm. Yeah, it does. One thing that's striking me is that do you have to change your name in order to get more prosperity in some quarters? For example, the eights with money, etc. Is it okay to stick with your original name from birth and still thrive? For example, Connor Kelly. Do, do you have an uh, do you have a middle name? I do. Yes, Patrick. Okay, so for me to calculate Connor Patrick Kelly, um, right now for your podcast and even like during school and work, you just use your first and last name, right? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, that's going to show me, I wonder if you can bear with me, I'm going to calculate your birth name and find your destiny number. Is that okay? Yes, absolutely. So, and Patrick is P-A-T-R-I-C-K? Yes, that's correct. All right. So your destiny number is number one. You have so many ones, <laughs> which your destiny is to control your own destiny, is to create your own destiny instead of following the crowd. So... It is a highly creative type of destiny. So it basically means you're destined to nurture the best out of yourself as well as nurture the best out of others, to start trends, to bring up new ideas, to help people adapt to a new lifestyle, uh, as well as create a path where you're clear on who you are and you're clear on who you're, who you're going. And plus it's somebody who's destined to bring exceptional uh, projects, ex exceptional ideas to the table. Um, it wouldn't make sense if I told you your destiny is to follow the crowd and to work with partners. You have a lot of leadership numbers in your birth chart. And plus, usually I find that just from observation, people who have ones and nines in their birth chart, it's a, they have healing hands. It, I don't know if that's true for you, but that's just from observance. It's not accurate for everybody though. Um, so that's your destiny to be number one 
really just to start your own thing. And plus number nine itself is also, it, I see a lot of them being accomplished artists or accomplished thinkers. So you really are here to, on a daily basis, solve problems by just expressing yourself and doing something productive with your creative energy. That's number one. Sure. Sure. And uh, oh yeah, sorry, I didn't even finish the question. You're saying like, can you stick with that name or change a new one? Yes. So for yeah. if you if you wanted to start a business, um, one, actually we have the, yeah we have the same destiny number, actually. Um, I have a first, middle, and last name, but I only use my first and middle name, for example for a business and it really, really suits me. Um, just from observing, so Mary Tong was the name I originally used, first and last name, but I just found out a lot of, just through observance, a lot of issues and challenges with that. And when I changed my name to Mary Wynn, it suited somebody who wanted to work with leading others as well as being a spiritual light for others. And at the same time, be a businesswoman which that's me right now. And it really, I did notice a change. Uh, I would say it changed everything for my business um, when I changed it in 2018. So, so for you, if you did want to start a new business, I would change your name up um, to add eights in there. So for example, I could use Connor P. Kelly and see what that means or Connor Patrick and leave out the Kelly. So that's just on any future calls that we have to figure that out. Right, I see. Okay, and in terms of my name, should I be aware of anything based on my number? With the number one, so the two themes of one in general is security and creativity. I would tell you that do something creative every day or express yourself every day. That could be through physical exercise. It could be solving problems or doing something creative or artistic. Um, and then with the number nine, for example, what are you supposed to do every day? Like being aware of number nine is, I would say the best uh, advice for nines to be aware of is hypocrisy. Um, on the light side is if you want people to follow a certain path, then you need to lead by example instead of preaching others or just being a spokesperson of these ethics or morals, uh, as well as to ask you to be aware yourself of the human conditions that we have on this planet and to put your energy into something that serves other people. So selfless service is really going to mature nine life path coming to the end of the conversation mary where would you like to go with the future in terms of your own life both personally and professionally what's next for you so what's next for me that's been a big question these past months ever since lockdown started um having done this full time for three years with numerology i would love to continue to doing this forever uh, I think even if I ended my business, I'm going to continue calculating, seeing numbers on the daily. 
um, just to help people solve problems and to guide people. I think that's just naturally me is to guide others. What I really want is to potentially meet with other people who have, I guess, higher status. So I can do work for other people who can uh, share what I do as well. Because every client that I've had, I've spent zero money on marketing and it's all been by word for the past three years. So yeah, just work with maybe high, high power players is my next uh, dream. Excellent. And before we wrap up, anything final that you want to add for the podcast? Yes. So I have a lot of free content for people to seek more about their birth chart on YouTube, which is called Miracles with Mary. I'm also on Instagram, um, Miracles with Mary. Uh, as well as on my Facebook with a lot of content. So that's pretty much, I guess, 80% of what I do on a daily creative work. Um, and also one last thing that's not, not social media is just a message for people out there is that being alive and having experiences as a human being is already your purpose so that's my last message excellent well mary thank you very much for sharing your message today on the podcast really appreciate it and the very best of luck going forward thank you so much have thank you for inviting me loved it